Hi, I'm Buddy. And I'm Dude. And I'm Rodney. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm Rodney, the creator, artist, and writer. And welcome to the world of Pitter Patter. Scribbling the adventures of these two sometimes lovable cats, I'm very excited to not only be offering issue one, but issue two as well. That's right, the first two issues of Pitter Patter are available through our Kickstarter for your enjoyment. The books center around our two harebrained cats, Buddy and Dude, cats from different sides of the tracks, and how they traverse the choppy waters that are their lives around the house, yard, and other dark and dangerous places beyond the door. But wait, that's not all. If you act now, you can get your grubby little paws and all of the shiny pretty things we have to offer. The goods are plenty. Pins, variant covers, stickers, trading cards, and more. Simply scroll down below and check out all the rewards, add-ons, and stretch goals. If you have a cat, love a cat, know a cat, or even hate cats, these books are going to be right up your alley. So come on, follow along, and enjoy the ride. And thank you all for checking out the world of Pitter Patter and for supporting our Kickstarter. For Buddy and Dude, this is Rodney Fike saying, so long, everybody. Yeah. If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no syrup. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds, uh -huh. What up, everybody? It is Tuesday night. You know what that That's time right. is. right. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. First of all, first of all, first of all, cut the cut, cut everything. Happy birthday, Tom! Hey. Let's go. Hey. Here's to 32. I'm younger than you fucks. Wow. <laughs> you're literally a year and a half younger than me, sir. You relax. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Little big brother. Well, there you go. There's an announcement right there. Happy birthday, Tobe. There you go. See, brother. Matt with the hat, which we're going to give a shout out in a second because we got something that we, we, we want to, you know, share with our guests too when they come out. So yeah. don't bring it out yet, but we're going to give a shout out for Matt for finding the spot. Um, so first things up, let's get through these announcements real quick because I like to get through all the announcements real quick so we can bring everyone out and have fun. And have fun. So yes, please. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Twitch. Listen to us. Follow us. We're on Spotify. We're on podcasts. We're, we're everywhere. Just follow, subscribe, love us, like us, all those who, who already do that. We thank you from the bottom of our heart because, again, all your support out there means everything to us. We thank you guys. Again, we want to continue to bring you guys some fun content. So, again, all those where you, you see us, subscribe, follow, share to friends, share with the grandma, share with the grandpa, share with everybody. Tell them nerds is here. Um, first things first, podcast announcements. Um, I got to do an awesome guest spot on Sunday on Comics Cast where um, I got to hang out with Gerald and um, Joe Tolliver. We talked um, some great stuff, some art and everything. Um, it was a great show. You guys can go to the channel. The link is in the description. So after this, you can go there. It was We went on for about three hours with just talking um, and got to draw and everything. And I mean, big shout out to those guys because that was just awesome. Um, and again, thank you guys and all that. Um, IndianCon. IndianCon is coming back. Virtual show, August 28th and 29th. Free um, for all artists and people and um, general missions for everyone to attend virtually. There are also VIP packages and expanded vendor packages, which you can also get a 10% discount when you use code GetNerdyWithIt. 
So yes, there are still spots that are available, so check them out. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, also, Geeks House Staten Island is happening September 4th. We will be there in person um, doing a panel on September 4th at Geeks House Staten Island. September 5th is their virtual con. The link is right there, ghostsitecon.com. Make sure you check it out if you're in the area. If you can't make it September 4th, check out their virtual show September 5th. Incredicon comes back October 23rd and 24th. So if you're not going to New York City Comic Con, can't get tickets to New York City Comic Con, don't want to deal with the scalpers, check out Incredichat's show. Um, there's the link right there, Incrediconhv.com. They will be at the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall. And also, too, tell Mike Lopez we sent you over to go check out Incredichat. He's also got some great interviews that he's been doing there. Um, so make sure you also check them out. Check out all the creator series that we have launched. We have a new one that's coming out with uh, featuring Aniba uh, Rio. Um, the last one we dropped, um, we dropped one with Jason Lennox and everybody. So we have some great creator series. So again, that's what comes from you guys following the channel where we're dropping all these interviews. So that's it. That's all for the announcements today. Did I get it right? I think you did. And, I, and, and, and yeah, yeah, I know. I suck at making bets. To my benefit. To my benefit. I'll take it. What's up, Cheyenne? Up, Cheyenne. Gave um those nice shots. Oh, you're muted. I just realized. <laughs> Hi, Cheyenne. And yes, Sebas makes terrible bets. And also, you did a very good job on the announcements today. So proud of you. Yay, I did a good job. Um, so anyway, first up, we promised her to return because she started the season with us talking about Loki. Um, and she wanted to come back because she wanted to come back and talk about the last episode because we got kind of new. That there were going to be some crazy stuff that was going to happen in that season for now. You can catch her on the Bitten Apple. You can see her creating content all around the web. All of her links are there because we got to share everything that she does because she is the phenomenal, the one, the only, Les Fry. Leslie. Hey. hey. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Of course. Of course. Of course. Excited. Yes. So we have a first on the show, too. Um, we got to see him at Indian Con last year. He did a, and you could still see that panel archive um, at Khan's website, um, got together with a bunch of business owners and they were talking about how to start your own business. He's built an empire with his wife, um, makes a hell of a macaroon. Macaroons are awesome. So if you check out those links and he also has the meow parlor. He and his wife have the meow parlor, which you guys have to check out. If you love cats, trust me, it's definitely there for you guys to check out. All the links are in the description. You want to give him a follow. You want to give him a shout. I want to give it up for the one, the only Simon T. Simon. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Exciting. Thank you. Thank you for coming on again. It, it, and um, again, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for everything that you guys do and all that. Um, and, and yes, like I said, the macaroons are good. So guys, go to macaroonparlor.com. Yes. The website is there in the description. Put your order in. Let them ship it to you. And watch, you are going to enjoy it. That's a bet I definitely know I'm going to win. <laughs> oh, finally, that's that out of your control. Yeah, that, 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 listen, listen, listen. I made that bet on purpose because I want an excuse to go to this place, which we're going to fill in everybody in a second. Because <laughs> that's part of this episode. And I wanted our guests to join us in um, uh, because, you know, it is at my uh, you know, expense, but it's fine. It's good because today is. What I would do to be 32 again, man. I should have made it a drinking game. Oh my god, I know, right? Every time he pulls this up. 
So, finally, we have one more guest in the background. Like I said, I just gave him and Joe a shout-out because they did a phenomenal interview. They do. They always do some phenomenal interviews. Um, again, um, we try to help support the indie creative community. They're another group that tries to help support the indie creative community. They're always interviewing great guests, and he gets to draw with these amazing guests. And I, I was honored to get to work with him on uh, Mr. Stupendous. He designed the villain and everything. Um, and it was just an honor getting to see his take on some of the characters I got to do. He got to draw Kyra. He did Kyra really dope. Nice. I'm gonna say that right now. He did Kyra really dope. I wanna give it up for the one, the only, the master of none, the, the, the guy who just knocks the ball off the park. Give it up for the one, the only, Jerome Matos. Welcome back. That's it, man. Every every time we can always hope that Jarrell will be here on the finale. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It. <laughs> At the yeah, end of this out. show, he's gonna call "What If" finale, and that shit don't start until the eleventh. So, Yo, he's, already, he's already in there. He's already in there. I have a vow. Hey, vow. <laughs> so, right now, so before we get into the episode, because uh, I wanted our guests to join in on this. So, yeah. on the first episode, Le- Leslie was there in the first episode. Which is this is full circle now. Um, we made the bet that if it was Mephisto, Tony would buy me a sandwich from Tony Bologna's. And if you don't know what Tony Bologna's is, it is a hell of a sandwich shop because I just you know finished my sandwich and I am in sandwich coma. Um, if Mephisto was not there, I had to buy Tony the sandwich. Um, Tony, I am going to bring you up. Show off that beautiful <laughs> sandwich. Yes. That bludgeoning yes. weapon. So, so, to give, so that's what you were swinging around. Yeah, yeah. So, to give some perspective, uh, I, I, we had to. I had to get two sandwiches: one for myself that Seabass purchased, and one for my wife that that she had. We split it in half. So she got this. We got this ginormous lobster sandwich, which we killed. So there's no image of that. But there is, there is this other sandwich. It is the bologna Rex. It is a short rib sandwich, as you can see, with the fucking bone just sticking, sticking out. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then to add add to it, you the whole gimmick is that you pull, you pull the bone out, out. Oh, and look, look how, how clean oh, that is. Oh my god! Look at that. That's 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 madness. Now I'm I'm not gonna. Jesus, this is a bludgeoning weapon. This is like one d four damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm gonna eat this a little bit while we do our show. Uh, I won't pig out obviously because I've got things to say about this finale. But uh, yeah, let's let's get to it. <laughs> I, got you, I got you. I got you. I'll show the sandwich. Show the sandwich. All right. Yep, yep, I do. I do. So I want to get everyone, like, we're going to be seeing Tony eat this sandwich, and today's Tony's birthday. So if you want to give him a shout out, yes. So all the comments that there, everyone you, you, has. You should have it. never given me access to the back of the backseat of uh, StreamYard. <laughs> oh, that was you? Of course it was. <laughs> and and so on, so like, to why, you. Why is he putting that hashtag? Jeez. <laughs> it makes total sense now. Jesus Christ. Cheers. But, um, oh, man. But Simon, this is your first time on the show, so I want to get your thoughts on this season of Loki going all the way up until this last episode. Oh, How man. did you feel it, about this? It's just, it was so nice to, ju- just the character development of Loki in general. Wow, wait. You know, just just from oh Good my goodness, wait, 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 we'll get back. Wait, oh, no, we're gonna... only wants to show. What in the world? What is that cheese? Yeah, it's cheese and short rib. Oh my god! All right, let's do this. Come on. All right, go the ahead, full so... sandwich is the size of his forearm. <laughs> I, like I, I'm not this, even exaggerating. This whole episode is gonna be the sandwich. That's I know. It. <laughs> 
we'll just get a Thank sandwich. You, we'll just get them to sponsor the, the so whole that's thing. That's it. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to send. I'm going to cut the clip. Episode, we all. Hi, man. Big brain over here. Let's go. Right, yeah, so, I, just yes, love, I, I just love the whole character, to, like them adding so many more layers to to what he really deserves in terms of a character. Because I feel like in all the MCU movies, it, it, it was you know okay, he plays a fun bad guy, you know, and like yeah, a little playful here and there. But this not not with with the six episodes, like you really get to know him as he becomes way more human, you yes. know, which which I really really like. You know, so that that's what I got out of it. I was just like, oh, finally, you know, they didn't just skim over him and he's not like a background character. It just felt really nice to to get to know him. And it's a great actor playing him, too. So, yes, really I, I love Tom playing him and he's yeah. perfect role. I'm, I'm glad they passed him up for door. Um, Leslie, we were talking about this in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I and did. Yes, let's go. I, I want I want to get your thoughts from what you thought from the beginning of the season to and yep, Tony's in another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he's listening anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. He's zoned in. He's camera. I'm eating yes. off camera. You know, I'm not that. Halfway through, we're just like, Tony, you there? <laughs> the food coma's gonna be real. I love that this is. I love that this happened on the final Tony's birthday, the season finale. Oh, Tony Baloney is just a perfect episode. But yeah, let's. Uh, uh, because we were talking a lot that first, uh, what we were kind of like hoping and expecting. Right. We didn't know what's going on, but um, tell me, like from that first episode to now, what was your, what are your overall feelings about Loki now? Um, I really thought you had to. What I loved about this the most was the innuendo. The innuendo. There was a lot of innuendo in this in this show, and the acting was really superb. I mean. Given the cast who they brought on to do this show, it doesn't surprise me that they were able to, con you know, to really conquer this. This was more uh, in depth and much more, to, in my opinion, um, it took you on an emotional journey. And I and I'm thinking specifically about the end and the part where Loki was betrayed by the other Loki. And, you know, Tom Hiddleston's amazing expression, and I'm giving this from the actor's standpoint, his amazing oh, didn't do his thing today. I, didn't, we yeah. just, I, didn't, I didn't know we were doing it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said something about it. Where, Should we where? do it first before we... No, no, no. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Real quick. All right. So while I'm eating the sandwich, we are discussing Lo the uh, Loki finale season one, episode six, for all time always. Jonathan fucking Major showed up and I was laughing my ass off when I saw him in that elevator. But it wasn't as Kang, no. It was a, as a Mortis. We all thought it was going to be Morgan Freeman, but we got Jonathan fucking Majors here as the one above all slash Immortus. And I can't, I can't. I lost my shit. I paused it. I paused it. I started laughing. My wife looked at me like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, because I said he wasn't going to be here and he ended up being here. Anyway. Tony Stark has died. Let's get to it. Let's let's get to the madness that is now the official multiverse and not that hobcotch bullshit that Mysterio told us in Spider-Man um, uh, 2. Yeah, and I, I think I did mention that I thought that there was going to be King that was going to show up and kick everything off, and I was absolutely right about it. And he was amazing. Jonathan Majors was amazing. I cannot wait to see him in Ant-Man. I can't wait to see what this guy does. I have been loving this guy since... Mm -hmm since Lovecraft Country. And um, 
you know, but, but I'm telling you, there was a lot of acting tour de force in this and you really yes. had to concentrate. It was not a fun ride. Like, uh, you know, the previous shows that we've been watching on Disney that are dealing with the Marvel universe, this was something a little bit more in depth, a little bit more juicier. And it made it a more rounded character of Loki. You got to see another side of him. And the question now is, is when this, this Loki appears in anything else, what kind of Loki is he going to be? Exactly. And, and and look, Valerie, this show was done so well it was. And it, it has to be the my most favorite uh, MCU show that we've had in the Disney Plus lineup. Gerald, we're not going to forget about you. Come on. You know you've been waiting to give your two cents. You've been waiting. So come on, give us your thoughts from the beginning to the end. I mean, I know I talk, I rushed you to watch that series, too. I said, you better finish it by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say happy, to, happy birthday to Tone. Thank you, I see thank you're you. enjoying yourself, living large there. And uh, uh, I think it was very advantageous for you to lose your bet. So that way you could actually say, this was my birthday gift to you as well. So uh, so I think it was a very, there was strategic of strategic losses right there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to tell you, I had to avoid watching you guys show because you got, I was so, I got behind and I had to like pop in and just sort of say, hey, I love you guys, but I can't watch the show because uh, <laughs> because uh, I haven't watched the rest of the Loki yet. So I had to like do a crash course in it, and I had to tell you what hasn't been said by uh, Simon and and uh, you know the bitten apple mistress there. You know they basically have told everything that I would like to say about it as well. I mean I was worried because uh, I didn't know what they were going to do with with Hiddleston's care. I mean with Loki, you know because he died right, and so it's like we had we gotten to that point where we loved like where he is, his character's his story arc had gone. And I was wondering, how do you, this is another Loki. So how do you get that Loki back to where we, you know, the Loki that we loved? So um, I think it was done masterfully. They, they, they did a great way of just redeeming him and catching him up. And even though he's a different Loki, he's, he's, we're, we're learning to love him just like we love the other Loki. And um, I have to tell you that also that first episode just rocked me. I was like, what? They're, they're talking about like, only one stream, one one universe. <laughs> I was like, you're basically throwing out ten years of the MC. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. That's not bad internet. Darrell's coming in with that hypocrisy, talking about the MCU and how the last ten years of bullshit. Yeah, I guess your buddy Joe you see even Joe's picking on you now too. Look at that. Okay, where did I let where did I break out? You talked about like you felt that the last ten years were felt like they were a race. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, and and so I was like watching the show, I was like, where are they going with this? Because especially we got we were they already announced the multiverse of madness and and i was like how can there only be one and uh basically it was like you know i have to say we 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 knew i was some of it was a little predictable and there was like it can't be what i think it is but it was a fun ride getting to where i thought it should be and so i i think that uh um loki was awesome the show was awesome and uh i can't wait to see what feige has in store for us oh val has a question do y'all think the classic Loki is future Loki of, of the version we know that Thanos killed? He said he was, and he was in hiding. Yep. And yep. It, 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 I would love to see him come back. 
because you know you have this multiverse you have the variants i would love to see that version of loki come back and that that actor gets to portray that version too but um i got a question for everybody here because i wanted to get our guesses um you know their feelings from the beginning to the end we, everyone knows how me law and Tom feel because we're bragging about it all the time um oh what was everybody's favorite variant let's go i mean We'll start with Law and Tony. What were your favorite variants? Uh, I think we said it last time. I, yeah, we I said really, it last time. I really like uh, Kid Loki. Like that whole interaction of realizing that he was the one who killed Thor, and he has to just live with that. And like, ah, uh, like, ah, uh, it's so good. I can't wait. I, if they keep him and decide to use him later on as the Kid Loki for, um, what is it? Um, New Avengers and whatever the case is, like it's gonna be a good time because he has to deal with that conflict and guilt, and then also work on becoming whatever version of Loki he ends up being coming. Matt loves Crocodile, Crocodile Loki. Loki should be everyone's favorite, yeah. but, that go, but that goes yeah. that goes without saying. So we know that Crocodile Loki is your favorite. Who's your, who's who's your, your other two? favorite? Right, like or, or Gator Loki is your one A, right? Who's your one B? <laughs> right, right. That's, right. That's what it is. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's all good. Uh, for me, I, I, it was Sylvie. It, it was really I, I enjoyed Sylvie. I enjoyed the journey that Sylvie took from what we got. Of like she was, she had this whole plan and. She was she was alone and, and they she found you know Hiddleston Loki and they kind of figured it out. But at the end of the day, she still fulfilled the self-fulfilling prophecy of that a Loki will cause chaos. And that we didn't see her cause chaos until the end of the season. And I think it's just kind of it's all just one big fucking circle that we keep going around. But I really did, I really did enjoy her take on things versus all the other Lokis where it's always just been about glorious purpose and and fulfilling themselves and what they need. Um, where I think she was kind of kind of very interesting and also like you know mashing the characters of Enchantress and Loki and seeing what she'll play in the bigger in the bigger MCU if she will show up in the Young Avengers. Gerald, um, Simon, just knowing what we know now, who is your favorite variant and how in a big way would you like to see them come back? I'll start with you, Gerald. I think he's frozen oh, again. He's oh, frozen my, again. My internet, there he goes. Oh yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I feel like I'm I'm gonna be like jumping through a portal right now because uh everything's so so like I'm a variant. I don't know if you guys want to know. I'm I'm actually not Gerald. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, Gerald, aren't we all by that logic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm gonna have to agree with Tone. Um, I love Sylvie. I thought she was great. And when I was talking to Sebastian uh, during uh, some pre-show stuff, we were just talking about Loki too. And we were, you know, I think that what was really cool to hear about his take, and I totally agree with it, um, is that uh, what was her crime? What was her variant crime? Like, why was she erased? And, you know, why was she taken out of the timeline? And I think it was Sebastian, you know, when we were talking about it, I think her, her, her crime, her transgression, was she was supposed to be a hero. She's like the anti-Loki. She's like, yeah, she did sort of like you're talking about causing that chaos, but I guess maybe it's the good chaos. I'm not sure if that's the way you want to look I, at no, it. I think we came up but, with that last week where we all agreed. We were like, oh, what I if? Hear it. Well, yeah, you didn't. Well, I, I forgot. I forgot. I think it was one of our guests. Um, uh, I, I think one of the guests came up with it, and they were like, yeah. what if they yeah. were supposed? To, what if they were supposed to be a hero? We we're like, oh shit. Yeah, what if, that, that's because there's beings of chaos, like. That's their like. That's their crime is to go against the greens. Right, and if you look at what she, her just being female, 
that that was like I mean that's an off it's like that's a that's like the most obvious thing but if you want to like flip it on flip it and flip it again mm. it's like not only that but she's I mean she does have that kind of like uh, the anti-hero a little bit tendency too she has the Punisher attitude where I'm gonna take down um, you know the uh, the the uh, the Lord of Time here but I have to say though that I like the hero thing you know she was playing with the Valkyrie toy and you know she was looking at it from a hero's perspective. So I, I don't know. I, I like to think that that would be kind of a neat way to uh, to develop her character more. If, you know, not only is she female, but she's also the actually has hero tendencies. You know, so. Well, I, I just challenged Joe for you. So the next let it out, Joe's gonna have to draw that storyline, uh, <laughs> the storyline of the Gator Loki's love story. So yeah, oh. so see what happens. Keep all difficult, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of great comments going on. Listen, really quick, really quick. You know what? You know what it could be is that that Gator Loki, his transgression was biting Hook's hand off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, Who was your the favorite crossover? Who was your favorite? They're um, all owned by the mouse. Let's do it. <laughs> Les, who was your favorite uh, variant, and how would you like to see them play again in the MCU that we're seeing now being developed? So this is really hard for me because, I mean, I'm definitely rooting for Sylvie because she's a female Loki, but I am a huge Richard Grant fan, and I love the classic Loki. I love the fact that he actually accomplished the one thing that he said, which is that everything that they do, they never it never comes out right. They always try to change themselves to be better. And he actually did that at the end. He became the hero at the end. So I kind of want to see him come back in some way that he, you know, he's he's come back in a redemptive way. But Richard Grant, I've been a friend of a fan of his since Warlock. So if y'all know that movie, I'm a big horror fan. And I just think that guy's an amazing actor. And when I saw him playing classic Loki, I just was like, oh my gosh, he's definitely my favorite. Yes, yeah, so he vows right there with you on that train. And bringing up Matt, um, the Loki scream that his hand got chopped off was epic. Yeah, no one talked about that scream all season because that was the funniest scream. But there's a reason I saved Simon for last because before <laughs> you guys came in, Simon was talking to me and Tone. We, 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 were, we were getting ecstasy. So, Simon, I want to know who was your favorite Loki this season. I mean, I, I, like, I, I totally agree that classic and Sylvie, but you know, you everybody's first pick, right? The I mean, alligator Loki. Like, I, I love I love them. It reminded me of my fat ass cat. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's like, what are you doing, man? It's like, I was like, whoa. It's it's me talking to my cat. Like that's, that's what it was. Simon, I want to bring. I want to. Uh, so I also brought some souvenirs from uh, when I was a child. I collected all the Marvel cards actually. What? So I brought out the classic. This oh, is the 1991. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, and then there's another one. He's he's in three cards I pulled out. So he's in uh, Acts of Vengeance, and this is uh, you know. Wow. And then the last one, he was on the cover of Avengers, right? Oh. Yeah, it was it was crazy because I was I like, oh, I, I, I was wondering if he gave him the respect he deserved, like back in the the first set. But sure enough, he's 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 in a bunch of cards. He's one of the quote unquote super villains. So yeah. That's when he was coined in the nineties. So. I lo I love that's the fact dope. that, and I'm I'm happy. I'm glad that you you should look. You see, you got fans right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is. But this episode opened up a lot because I, I do want to get into Jonathan Majors, but I want to wait for that. What I want to talk about is 
what we were seeing, and there have been a bunch of theories that have been bouncing around that the MCU as we know it was always in some form of time loop. Um, and then we now started seeing after Sylvie um, killed um, Hugh Baval, um, it starts to branch out. Do you guys think that that theory is plausible, that the MCU that we have gotten to know um, was in a time loop? And also to what variants or what properties do you think that Kevin Feige is going to now pull in to be all the alternate universes and the multiverse? And um, Leslie, we'll start with you with this one. Oh, I could kill you for starting with me. <laughs> That's so difficult. I'm about That's to so... exit the chat. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. It's That's a, like, I mean, you got the Fox X. I mean, there's so many doors that have opened. Oh, oh my God. So, so, so many. <laughs> you, know what, you know what amazes me about them is they are so super intelligent. Um, and their fans, because they basically opened up the whole world to us right then and there for 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 future and beyond. What is going to happen? Who we're going to see? Guest appearances that are going to be there from people that we love and know. It is so hard to pinpoint what will be next. I know that they have to finish out what we've already seen in the MCU universe, but you all, it's from a fan's perspective. I'm so geeked and stoked about what's going to come of this. And some of it is not going to be the classic stuff that we think that we're going to see the X-Men or anything like that. This is going to be something totally as there. There's so many characters that we love that have not made an appearance traditionally in the MC universe or any movies that we've seen in the past. So gosh, I can't even imagine. I can't even think what, what's going to come of this. The, the possibilities are endless. Simon. No, I, I, yeah, Riding on that whole idea, it, I, I feel like the, the this series opened it up. Like, cause it was, I, I felt like it, they were kind of doing this almost like, I want to say like the same characters, not the same characters, but the same characters were the last everything, you know, just like kind of recycling them. I mean, WandaVision, of course, you know, brought out some new people and stuff, but this Loki re really opened up. Like they, they can really. You're right. So they could throw in anybody now, and it would, it would make sense with the whole timelines and everything like that. I, I, I really like where it's going. Like just the direction of where, where everything is, is headed towards, which is, is really promising. You know, because I'm, I'm not, I'm glad I didn't watch it. It was like, oh, the same old shit again. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's more like, oh shit, what are they gonna do next? You know, it really kind of. Yeah, it gets you excited for for what's coming next, you know. Oh. So, which is which is nice. Paul, no, I, 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 I want to because I want to spotlight this because like, I want to I want to give because <clears throat> um, yes, um, no one is dead. Recasting said can happen. So much is open now, and they showed this in the episode with um, in um, with the Loki variants where you had boastful Loki looks nothing like the like like any other Loki that we've seen. So. You have this idea that you can now recast other characters as other people to bring them in as variant versions, which again opens up that multiverse thing. I mean, we've seen DC do it, but now Marvel has just is going to do it in a way that, and then we have What If coming up soon. 
But Gerald, you're following up with that. I know you. You visit. I want to get your thoughts on uh, this, this this time loop theory and the whole multiverse now opening and what variants and what properties we're going to see possibly pulled in. Uh, you know, I was wondering what kind of villain could top Thanos, you know, right? And I always thought it would be cool, like when I heard the rumors about Kang being that guy, and then I heard Kang was going to be just the villain in Ant-Man, the next Ant-Man movie, and I go, I, and you know, I love Ant-Man, but I was like going, how can that be just him? Like um, Ultron, like Ultron's story was just in, in the Age of Ultron. He, but he had like you know lingering effects, of course. But I was like, going, Kang would would just be perfect. You know, he could he could uh, he could be that next big baddie. And what they what they've established with Loki is Kang could be the villain in every movie in this next phase. It could just be a different iteration of him. Um, you know, because you know I was talking to Sebastian. We talked about in the comics how many different variations of of Kang existed. You know, we had Ramatut. Uh, we had, I think there was one called the the Red Centurion. The I was Red Centurion. Sure. Yeah, there was, uh, and you know that's I was gonna tell Sebastian, being the studied comic universe nerd that he is, he was he posted that right before this show, um, and and I think that there's he could be the you know there's just just like what was said, there's so many possibilities now because I think we talked earlier about um, when when uh, um, when Kang was introduced, we're not really Kang. He he who remains. I don't really think he's Immortus. He what. He's not a Mortis to me. Um, he's just another variation. We haven't seen Mortis yet, and we haven't seen um, Kang, and even the statue uh, that was that big thing at the end where they they showed him with not he doesn't have the the, the mask on yet. Mm -hmm. So we don't even know if he's benevolent or if he's a if he's the baddie. Uh, we don't know. And then of course he can be that. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. And then when we were talking about the Ramatut thing, I was like thinking, wow, wouldn't that be cool if uh, if he was as he was leaping around through time as his, his, his different variations, he, he engaged sight uh, apocalypse. And we could talk about the first mutant. Mm. I mean, I was like, I mean, that could be <laughs> like, we could go back in time. And, and then of course the Scarlet witch, how she could possibly be unlocking the, uh, the X gene, which could be another mutant thing. Uh, I mean, there's just, my mind is swimming you know, in terms <laughs> of like, how many different possibilities that are, that are going to happen out of it. But I, I do like how, Oh, how uh -oh, okay. the Ken, writing is like, yeah, I, you know, just the, the way they... No, girl. No. The, no. the timeline is messing with your connection. They're like, you got nuggets, and they're like, the timeline's coming in after you. <laughs> So by checking his connection for the TVA. Disney hates me. Disney hates me. I think we got it. There's the next question. There's the next question. All right. I mean, before I get Tone and Law's response, I'll vow. The fact that they got also the Fox properties back, anybody after Kang is going to have to be bigger, but it's like they have so much time. You have Onslaught, you have um, Apocalypse now in the MCU, you have Sinister now in the MCU. And, and we have again, a new version of Iron Fist. We're, no, they, they said that the rumors are that they're going to recast Iron Fist, but um, uh, what is it? The guy who played uh, Daredevil. John Brathenau and the actress who played um, Jessica Jones have possibly been casted into the MCU. We'll see in the next few years, but we Give know that back. Charlie Cox has been casted. Give me back Michael Coulter, please. Yes, Michael oh, Coulter. For that, well, you're up next on that theory. What, what do you think? Um, to answer, to answer uh, Val's question, it literally could be anyone, but um, it would need to be someone who on a cosmic scale 
uh, would be able to like bring everyone together and make it feel more threatening. Like Thanos uh, wiped out half the universe, but felt like a very localized threat versus a Galactus where he is just devouring worlds on end. And we still haven't um, seen Doctor Doom. And we still God haven't King. seen Doctor Doom. Just do God King Doom. That's it. Right. Just- we, yo, <laughs> yo, you know? Um, so any of those things could be a, a valid uh, a choice. Uh, as far as the multiverse, like time loop thing, I like I, I brought it up to these guys where someone was like, we've been seeing them hint at multiverse and uh, the timeline and what have you since like Doctor Strange, um, where we saw it um, a little bit, I think in the first Ant-Man movie. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes now because it's going to be like, the sky is literally the limit. You can cast anyone. You can have anyone. Um, you can bring in like you can bring in the X Men, and not even bat an eyelash. Like there's no there's no like oh you know we brought them in yeah they're just from this timeline or from this multiverse, or you bring them in proper like oh they're here now because that timeline happened to converge on top of each other whatever you know whatever the case may be. So you know. Uh, I think they're going to bring in the X-Men really soon. I would hope that they're bringing in like uh, the X-Men, uh, Fantastic Four, like we've been theorizing. Um, and hopefully a better version of the in- Inhumans if they do like go down that rabbit hole, because I feel like that's a good you know family to bring in as well. Uh, that also um, has a little history with, uh, with Namor, because we, we do know we we're getting Namor at some point. So let's see. Joe goes X Men versus Avengers, which is again, it's a possibility. To start with all start destroying all the heroes and going into the mutants, bringing them back. It's again, there are a lot of possibilities. The show's open. Um, and I wanted to touch up too. We're getting back to Val's question. So yeah, we haven't seen Doctor Doom. We haven't seen Galactus, Magus, Annihilus. There are a list mm-hmm. of villains mm-hmm. that we have not seen. And now that they have the X Men forward apocalypse, since. There is a huge list of big bass that we may see, and again, even with that possible storyline, X Men versus Avengers, which was a big storyline. Um, I, I think, uh, me, yeah, me and you, Gerald, we talked about it too over the weekend um, about how that's it's a possible good big storyline. But tone, birthday boy, what are your thoughts? My God, man! Um, I'm telling you, should have made it a drinking game. I know, seriously. So when it comes to like the whole whole time loop thing, it's it's really I think again a more of a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Because we know that the multiversal war happens in the thirty first century because all the kings or all the all the dudes just end up all the Nathaniel Reeds start finding each other. Right. Uh, so who's to say that this that this 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 is the catalyst that will that starts the next multiversal war or the original multiversal war that happened in the 31st century right and that you know even even he who uh he who remains even says to sylvie i'll be seeing you you know we're gonna do this whole thing again just for me to stop it and i'll be seeing you and we know from the from comic book lore that the tva was created by the last person to send them back in time and to fix everything so i think what we'll probably be seeing is this multiversal war that miss minutes kept talking about uh just There'll probably be a different ending, obviously, because I think we still have our heroes, and the heroes haven't been haven't been brought up to speed. So it won't just be a bunch of Kangs fighting it out. We'll have our heroes, and we'll see how that goes. Because now I think free will is going to play away now because we have all these branches where before it wasn't it, what there wasn't a lot of you know you had your free will, but you didn't really have your free will because you're on a you're on a tape, 
you know, like you see your life goes from beginning to end because time for everyone is linear except for all these fourth dimensional beings, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think I'm, I'm excited for what they're able to do and we're branching out. I think it's a great way to connect to what if, because I know when what if first came out, we were wondering how they were going to do it. What did it mean? I know we knew that the multiverse that we heard in Spider-Man 2 was BS. So what, did, what, what was what if? Was it just a bunch of comic book stories that they animated and then we just get a watcher and we get just a really good time? But now we realize that the way Loki ended, these what if stories are literally just timelines that are now there. Like there are existing timelines now that are canon in the MCU and not just animated stories from, you know, the books or for us to just hear our favorite actors, you know, play these characters again in a, in a different way. Like it has like, it has some, some meaning to it. And I think, you know, all of these, all these shows had to connect somehow. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of words. I think when we get some multiverse of madness and we got to see what Dr. Strange has to deal with is really going to make or break us, you know, and, I, I can't. I can't. There's too much. <laughs> there's too much. There's too much. There's, there's, there's too much. I mean, we're gonna get. To, we'll we'll get to the you know Immortus or He Who Remains portion a little bit later. But I'm I'm just stoked to see Kang and all his greatness. Uh, you know, and Jonathan Majors and what he's gonna do with him. You know, and and Jarrell, to your point, I think I do think it's Kang that we see in the TVA. I just think the reason why we don't get the like the iconic helmet or mask. Feels like it feels like the MCU has really been trying to like pull away from having all these masks, all these characters in their masks. Like they show, like Zemo had his mask on for one episode for all of ten minutes, but we got it just to say we got it. But I think we probably will see Jonathan Majors' face as Kang. Maybe we'll get him like in a battle with the mask, but it'll probably just be his face uh, for you know for the for the majority of the time. But I think you know it doesn't really matter. But you know I do I do think it's Kang, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Well, we talk about. Can we talk about that conversation with Renslayer and Mobius? And like oh, how ah, the dope hey, that was. Go ahead. Pick pick everybody. But first I want to touch up on this. Yes, so I know which one you're waiting for. You're waiting to see the Fantastic Four for Ghost Rider, Hulk, Wolverine, and Spider-Man, which I think would be pretty dope, which now we can get. But yes, Law, pick your order of who you so, wanted to talk about that. Really quick, we have the conversation with, with Renslayer and Mobius. Mobius comes back. Like guns blazing, it's like, yo, you betrayed me. Like, this is all bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. And third, and she's still holding on to what she believes in. She's firm in her beliefs. Where do you think she went? What is she, what, what is she trying to prove? And what do you think is going to happen next with her? And I will start with Simon. Oh, she's Kang banging. I, this is beyond. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. The chance encounter. <laughs> no, seriously, give me. I, I'm like, this is way, this is a little bit beyond my. Gadro, my... <laughs> Gadro. Yeah. Having a problem with the chat. Oh. There we go. What, what is happening? She's there we go. Well. Okay. Yeah. Jarrell, you're tagged in. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear. My, my internet went out. Oh, I, thought no. Simon was still, I thought Simon was still going. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Simon, drop, drop some truth on me. And, I, and I'm like, okay, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what, what were we talking about? What, what were we talking about? Um, what, what, what Renslayer's storyline is going to be after this and, oh, the, and that what that conversation between her and Mobius really like meant for them. Yeah, it's an, it's an open door. And actually, I, I don't know if you I, – I really didn't enjoy her character too much. To me, it was like, you know, she – it wasn't the actress. It was just like – you know, it, the way that she was written, 
it's like she played both sides. She couldn't, it's like she couldn't commit to certain things or and it would just, I don't know exactly where her story is going to be. And I, I obviously I was more interested in Mobius, Loki, Sylvie and everybody else. Um, and it, it is interesting that they, when they went back to that time period where she was a teacher at a high school and, you know, what got me was, you know, that when Mobius sort of said time, uh, Go, it, 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 it flows differently in the TVA. And it's, it's interesting that she, they showed her not only as a teacher, they showed her as, as one of the agents, and then they showed her as a judge. Um, and she looked the same age in all of them. And, you know, I'm like wondering, if she, were these like, like, you know, variants of variants? I have no idea. I don't exactly know. It, it was a little bit mind boggling for me, but um, uh, I guess to me, it'd be a breakout to see like if she, she plays a larger role in the whole thing. I, I'm more, I want to see where, where he who remains Immortus King. I want to see where all that stuff goes. Um, she just seems well, like she what just- What about our boy Mo yeah. Mobius, man? Like, I, I'm yeah. so excited. I, I was sad to see what happened, but like, I was dope to see that he like stood up for himself with her. Y yeah, and what I what I kind of didn't like was, um, he, co he get, comes back to the TVA and we're like, oh great, it's him. And then they had that last sequence and it's when, um, and it's not the same Mobius that we know. It's the Mobius that's from an alternate, yeah. like, and I'm like, oh, Marvel, you're just totally like, like playing with my emotions. You know, it's sort of like, we were wondering how we were gonna do with Loki. You know, this is another Loki. It's not the Loki that we knew from 10 years, but they, yeah. they, they you know, they rectified that. So I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that. Um, it's almost like the, the uh, whole multiverse thing, it can be, it's, it's a solution, but it also can be uh, just, you know, I don't want it to be like a, what's the word, the, the deus ex machina. You know, it's like the uh, so solution to like, oh, we have a plot hole. Oh, we have something. Let's just make an a multiverse and, you know, it'll fix everything. Uh, I'm hoping it's not, I don't think Marvel's going to do that, but I just don't want lazy storytelling. I want I want everything to be just as cohesive and well gelled together just like the first 10 years. I'm going I'm to tell you how you could, could know that, it, that, that it's not going to happen. It's not the Snyder Cut. Anyway, who's next, Law? Uh, and, 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 and Joe says you need to plug in your internet. Uh, it's like a, it's like, a, like a mirror. Things in your mirror be, maybe are cl appear closer to you than they are. That's this DC bullshit. Let's move forward and talk about Le the Le Le Les says she Les said she's all, she had Kang banging. So I set the floor to the boys. Sea uh, Bass and Toad. I honestly felt, I mean, she's been, to me, I agree with Jarrell. She was very grimy through this whole thing, and I did not like her uh, because she was so grimy. I honestly felt there was some kind of romantic something between her and Mobius at some point. But I feel that the reason why she keeps appearing in all these time things is because she is Mobius, she is Kang's love. And I think that this is what she's she's been looking for. She's looking for this connection, this relationship that's been missing or eluding uh, um, her, evading her rather, that, that's been alluding to it. And I think that this is one of the reasons why she has never aged. There's something going on that's a personal, mm -hmm. on a personal level between her and Kang and why she keeps showing up in these different types of um, timelines as herself. She's maybe not aware, or maybe she's lost him, or maybe he got into a fight, and then he just put her, you know, you never know, but they, they have to write that romance in there. They have to, because we all know that it exists. Right. 
I think the minute they introduced her character, we all was uh, all of us who knew her character instantly. Yep, Kang. Some something dealing with her and all that. Um, Final thoughts? Oh, Simon, did Simon go? Skip Simon. I, I didn't Simon. go, but I feel like it's like a some type oh, okay. of alternate loop for her. You know, like she's play, she's she's the same age, and she's just going through different different iterations of of the reality of her. You know, so I I I agree with with both the, both of you guys. It's it's it's, cra it's pretty crazy, but I don't think we talked about like the Owen Wilson character that Owen Wilson plays in every movie that somehow got applied into, <laughs> into this, you know? It worked this, perfect. This, this, yeah, I, I, so I didn't read up on it. I Simon, didn't Simon, some <laughs> actors are actors and yeah. some actors are personalities. Yeah. You figure out which one he is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was perfect though. It, it, it worked so well. So. Oh, so it's Hansel in the TVA. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. I'm so I'm still waiting for Lightning McQueen to pop up with him as the very end. <laughs> he's, driving, he, he's driving himself. Good chow. Um someone made a meme like about that, by the way. He's like when he was driving the car, they photoshopped him driving a lightning McQueen. And I was like, oh man. I was like, that would be so perfect. But um I thought he's gonna do Daryl Leak in the middle of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. we still on this? We still on this question? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's up to that's up to you too, or we could go to the next one. Yeah, I no. mean, I I'll, I'll answer it. I mean, I love the fact that again, I want to touch up on Val's name, free will. She kept talking about free will, but yeah, we know. But maybe fact, that is why she's talking AKA about AKA it because maybe, maybe she didn't have that when she was in this romance, and this is what she's been searching for. <laughs> Just like Val said, she don't need no man. She's a strong woman. Maybe that's what she's been escaping. Maybe the fact is that he has had too much control over her, and this is why she has placed herself in different timelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is this is that I want to touch up with, with, with the fact that she highlighted. Oh, we lost Gerald. Uh, okay, we we Gerald will come back when he gets on there. But um, yeah. no, when she talked about free will and they highlighted that. Who's to say that she wasn't being controlled and now she's like, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out my free exactly. will. And it's like, again, like, yeah, it's like her character. I felt, I didn't feel sorry for her character. I didn't, she just, you know, she was a bureaucrat. She was a bureaucrat. That's what she was doing. Especially when all the stuff was shown to her by Morbius, by Morbius and all that. Uh, and, and the proof and even seeing that the timekeepers were robots, she still kept trying to push what the TVA was all about. And then when she left, I'm going to try for to find all free that, For all of that to be wrong, and her just be like, this was all for <laughs> nothing, I'm the bad guy? Come on. That's her whole world crumbling, and her trying to be like, nah, this gotta be for more. Like, this... Mm. Yeah, and, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me for them to write another iteration of her, uh, and not yeah. going along the line of what we've seen. Because you think about it, her, her romance with him is very two-dimensional in the comic, and maybe what we're going to see is a deeper, more fleshed-out character. Well, speaking of that, let's Talk. jump in. Don, do you want to touch up on it? Or? Uh, um, it's fun. Okay, so let's jump into the Man of the Hour. <laughs> the Man of the Hour that we've all been waiting to talk about. The one. Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, that's where we, Jay was going to say Gerald. Pull up with the connection. Um <laughs> Jarrell or Jarrell, Tarot. Either. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm here with you guys. 
I feel like I feel like the TVA is coming after me. They're they're gonna uh, remember they don't knock. There's just a yellow door. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wait, which which iteration of Gerald is this? Is this uh, Gerald? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because the last thing that I remember hearing was Kang banging, and uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to say. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's literally this whole this whole thing. Oh man, he's going. Oh, man, he's, oh see, see, they got him again. Oh, there you go. He's back. Right. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alioth came and sucked him up. That's what happened. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's let's talk about the man of the hour. Um, yes, let's do it, man. By, it's fucking nine fifty-two. Let's do this, man. Yeah, yeah, Caesar. Um, let's talk about Jonathan Majors because I think they picked the perfect actor to play who we've seen play because Jonathan Majors is that actor that has so much versatility to his skill of how he acts and characters that he plays. Um, we see them in Lovecraft count, um, Country. Um, again, I'm going to mess that up. Um, Lovecraft Country, um, which did a phenomenal job there. And then to hear that he was cast as Kang, but then him, they didn't, they never revealed in the casting of that he was going to be in Loki, which I was, and, and someone was like, even last week, like, they're not going to show, um, they're not going to show Jonathan Majors. And then all of a sudden he pops up. But, but it's the version he played of this character, which is not the final version, because again, as we've seen in the show, you can play multiple versions of a character. So this was like more of like a wonky, Willy Wonka type character, especially with the fact that there were things that were said, like, you know, the the, the, the whole thing is like, if he said, if you think that I'm bad, wait till you see my variants. And then the other thing about, you know, taking out a, a, a despot who is in a position and then leaving the void open. And that was something that you saw Loki that's why he was like refusing to like listen we can't do it we can't do it i mean i want to get your guys thoughts on that about jonathan majors um character he who above all about the fact that are his variants worse than him or what type what are we going to get with this um and simon i will start with you because i'm you know, we, we, Jaro's on I mean, um, I, TVA I, time. I i i love i loved him as a character but it 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 threw me for a loop though because uh He's supposed to be in the next Ant Ant Man movie, and but so I, I, I like had to rewatch it because <laughs> I, I was just for, for like the first five minutes, like he was talking. I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? Mm. You know, but um, but I feel like him as as it it was nice to see the depth he plays versus uh where he was in before, you know, and it was just it it was just pleasant to see. Him in that character. I don't know. I, I, I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Gerald, before the TV comes off to you. <laughs> yeah, before I get cut off again. I'm still thinking about Kang banging and it's, it's blowing my mind. But um, <laughs> that's what they're getting <laughs> for. Every time you think about it, they're going to pull you again. <laughs> I know. It's just like, now I want to know about this character more. The other, the, the, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, what I, I thought that, uh, you, you know, the way they introduced him, I think it was one of those weird ways where they could say, you know, we didn't introduce you to Kang, but it's it's a, just a different variation of Kang. And um, I have to say that the Willy Wonka thing, that, that that's actually a really good description because his portrayal of He Who Remains uh, was so different. It was not what I expected. I mean, he was so uh, jubilant. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you think that, you almost feel like he's been alone like for so long that he was waiting for somebody to beat. I don't know if you guys got this, but I was like, 
what the heck is with the lost smoke monster doing in the MCU? You know, it was like JJ Abrams, like sort of saying, you know what? I never really explained the smoke monster. We're going to put the smoke monster in Loki. And, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, there it is. It's, it's, it's there. And then I had like this whole, uh, what is it? The nothing, the never ending story, the nothing that was coming to devour. Yeah. That shows, yes. that shows you. Yes. Definitely the nothing vibe. Age now. And it's eating your internet connection. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. Oh, no. The TVA is <laughs> after Jarrell today. <laughs> that I goes, goes, that goes. Hey, 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 I'm just waiting, I'm okay. just waiting for the sparkles of white to go around his shimmering body. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn off my camera, hoping that the band. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's funny are the poses. The poses. <laughs> oh man! Screenshot Please. that joke. You're still it's watching. It's an the impose. I love. I love it. Again, amazing. I, it's all. Oh, it's you're like, back. So, so what we'll do? We'll tag in Leslie next. Because I know <laughs> Leslie's been waiting for Jonathan May just to talk about him, talk about this character, talk about everything. And he said, because Leslie, I know you got tons of input, so please drop drop the knowledge on us right now. Um, what I do know about him from an actor's perspective is that he is very, you know, he's extremely talented. He's just very, you know, deep. And how he played this character was almost in a way tragic. And I think that I think I really felt that pang of emotion when he said, I'm tired. You know, he's been living all alone. There's no one like him except himself. You know, and I think about it. If we sat and talked to ourselves all the time, y'all would be boring. So, I mean, because you know what you're going to say. So the thing is that I felt for this character, I really did not want to see his demise. I did. I kind of wanted to, to keep this character around because I know that that's probably the only good version that we're going to get a king. I was, maybe I might be wrong. I mean, we might see another variant that's similar to this particular one but i Possibly thought he played so maybe maybe because we have to have a good version of him i think that what they're creating here is a very likable character that you don't want to a whimsical like likable character that you don't want to see end and this is why they played that the emotion uh in this episode especially in that part when he was given the discussion about how he was lonely and how he was tired and everything. Um, so like he played it, you know, at first when he came and he, and he was in the elevator and he was doing, I was like, okay, where is he taking this character? But I really loved the journey that I was on when I started hearing him explain the whole entire scenario. He did it so very well. And you think about it, if he had given that, speech flat if he had just given it very matter of fact you all would have been asleep through that whole conversation but the way that he delivered it was amazingly uh it was it was it was pedestrian enough for us to understand it but it just was he made you want to listen to what he was saying you know he made you feel it takes a lot of gravitas from an actor to do and to pull off what this man did and the few moments that you saw him at the end of this, and then to make that impression on all of us. Apparently, he had clown school training in his like earlier well, career. Well, and and, and maybe that is. He didn't. Joe didn't like the character, but he agrees with you with the actor that he could pull off so many levels, and I think that's what we're going to get with the character, with the actor. Um, 
and 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 it's just funny because there was something to and again I thank Law for sharing this because I'm I'm always sending Law a bunch of fun TikToks. There was a TikTok shared from him for me with um, how this character again you didn't feel bad for him, you didn't feel sad. It's like you kind of felt sad because it's like you could see he was there for years and it messed with his mentals. But then there's that one scene where he noticed something changed and like his he's like oh wait that's like something. That wasn't when, supposed when to happen, he, happen. When he did not foresee his death or how the outcome of his death was going to be, and you there, actually saw fear in his eyes. There was also too was this is that is it fear or is it excitement? Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I, it was fear. I thought it was. It was I thought was, it was happy. I think it was excitement. I think it was both. Yeah, yeah no, I think it was just the moment, the moment, the moment that she that he was like, oh. When she when she finally won, when Syl- when Sylvie Prop finally won, I could actually see a little bit of fear across the eyes. Like, yeah. Yep. But this is the thing. This is what I wanted to put it was another fan theory. Again, this this is this is why I love that we have this. So we all know that there is already a Nexus being in the MCU named Wanda. And we remember at the end of WandaVision, she was fighting Scar. Uh, she was fighting Agatha Harkness, mm-hmm. and Agatha dropped to the ground. Now, someone has a theory that that moment in time and space is happening at the same time, and that was a, a, a moment that all he who above all of who um, Jonathan Majors was playing, it was a moment he couldn't foresee, and that's when things started to change because they were talking about Nexus Point, Nexus Beans, and when he did that whole thing with the drop, when he just dropped that bead onto the, the table. That was um, when symbolism Agatha when Agatha dropped. Not only symbolism, it was more so that someone lined up those two episodes and they happened at the same time. Where you see Wanda, like that burst of energy come through, at the same time, Kane goes, oh, okay. And then you get him to do the ball drop when Agatha drops. So I think that's when he saw that things started changing. Changing. Mm-hmm. And I think he was kind of happy because now he didn't see. Because remember when Loki and um, Loki and Sylvie were talking to It can't be that fun to know so, everything. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, not. It's and not. Think, but it's it's to me that's just I I don't know how deep they were thinking with this show. It's tone low. I want you guys to give your theories, give everything, and then we'll. Go I'll let the birthday boy go last because I know he's got some some deep thoughts. Uh, Maybe I don't know. I, I, this is my guess because he's been he's been uh, team king this whole this whole uh, this whole season. But um, so I like to point out there was a point when he, they're in the elevator and you see him look deadpan at the camera, and that was like the I had to like watch it back because someone mentioned it and it was like oh shit he know he's fully aware of us as the audience in that moment of us knowing that like he can watch these events and we're watching these events happen at the same time. And he fully acknowledged us. You also get this feeling of when you're going um, to go meet him of like Wizard of Oz, like, like pull back the curtain, see the crazy man who's running the show. Then you actually get a crazy man running the show who feels very much like Willy Wonka. And especially with the Willy Wonka of the like, am I a little crazy, but do I make sense? Like, am I... Um, am I someone who's just tired and doesn't want to do this anymore? And I think he pulled it off really well. I think, uh, to Leslie's point, there was fear, but I think there was the excitement of not knowing 
yes, I'm scared to die, but there's also excitement in knowing this can go anywhere. And I've been someone who knows every waking minute for the last however many millennia that I've been here, that to finally not know something is like a surge of relief for him, you know? So I, I genuinely uh, enjoyed this version because I'm not like as familiar with King, but from the research, the little research that I have done and like his uh, alternate forms, this was a good take where we're going to get, he's like, he's setting up, yo, you think I'm bad? Like I'm the bad guy? Nah, my variants are way, way worse. I'm the nice one. Like, and that speaks volumes to where, you know, he's willing to, like, what he's done is so bad that can only give you so much, like, you know, to the imagine, leave so much to the imagination of, like, how much more messed up his variants could be. And when they come, because we know they're coming, he said it, how much worse is it going to be for everyone and anything on that timeline this could this uh, essentially could be a bad that keeps coming throughout the next phase and the next phase and the next phase and the next phase um especially when we see um young avengers if we get an iron lad which which might be cool if we get a um if we get the fantastic four of the future and like they start you know with because he's a, a great whatever son of uh Reed richards that would be cool so I'm really interested to see like where Kang goes, but I loved love this version of uh, of him because I think uh, that whole scene, the back and forth, the camera movement between him to the Lokis to him to the Lokis, oh cinematic gold! I was like I was a like a, a film guy just going, oh, yes, give me more. This is shot so well, but tone, take it away. I, I yeah, do want to make sure. I do want to make a statement too. Did anybody wanna, witness? Wanna... Did anybody witness the wink before Sylvie stabbed him? That mm -hmm. he winked at her. Yeah, he he wanted it. He again, it's 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 one of those things that even when you're rewatching it, you're starting to notice a lot of mm -hmm. subtle other things with the character, what he did. And I mean, I wanted to touch up on Joseph too. His reference to the comic strip, which he did the fourth wall was touch. But I don't know if he broke it. I don't think he. Did break it, but he touched it. But he he touched it in a way like how Law said. It's like he still was letting you know that. Oh, I know you're watching it. Like, he doesn't break it like he, Deadpool. He, Deadpool. Right. He did it in a sense where there's a there's a comic there's a comic uh, like uh, where uh, Deadpool describes the fourth wall to to Spider Man, and Spider Man just goes and addresses the fourth wall. He has no idea who the audience is, but he just goes, "Hey guys, thanks for watching." That's that, that, third. That's what he did. It was that level of. I don't know if it's real or not, but it's whatever's there. I'm just gonna acknowledge whatever might be there. And I like again that you pointed out, Leslie, when he winked at Sylvie and was like, Yeah, I want this to happen. It was like, again, he wasn't stopping it. And like you said, it's like, If you think I'm bad, wait till you meet my variants. And it's like, again, he at that moment when he couldn't tell what was going on and like he was dropping, like, kind of like surprise, I think that was a moment of clarity of him being happy. That's why he winked. He was like kind of his way of saying thank you this because he was there for years and all that. And no, Joe, I don't think he took second love. I don't think he took a sideline in the show. I think we got a lot of development in Loki. And the fact is, this is that last episode. That last episode showed so much, especially at the very end, the version of Loki that we got. He wasn't even in the original TVA he was in. He was in a variant TVA. 
And we, Tom Hilson said it himself, he would love to play this character for the life of him. Um, and what this has been my favorite iteration of Logan, yeah, period. They, they, they did some, all, he, and the fact that he's getting season two, we're going to see more develop. I'm just excited to see how far they take the character. But Tom, please, I know you've been waiting to talk about Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Come on, we're all waiting for you. Uh, no, the man, birthday I, boy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. You guys are dropping all these bars and all these knowledge. I, I don't, I don't know what I can do. But uh, I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I gotta say what, what I'm, what I'm excited about, about seeing Kang and and Ramatad and and, and Mortis, he remains, is the the differences that the actor can do, right? Like, because Jonathan Majors has to go in and play multiple versions of the same dude, but we got to be able to tell the difference. And I'm that's what I'm most hyped for. Cause I like that he played Immortus, he who remains as like, as we said, the Willy Wonka, the, the Wizard of Oz, the crazy guy, just because he's kind of been he's been going through this. So now he's in a shift to the tactical strategic mind of King the Conqueror, who will be like probably I'm hoping like stupid scary in Ant-Man and, and Quantumania and just like not like thinking that because to him time is his realm and when you fuck with time you're fucking with his realm and now he's going to come and and bash your door in you know orange door orange doorway his way into your house and take care of business which is which is what i'm very much excited for and seeing how jonathan majors kind of kind of does that um what i'm also what i also loved about it too is just that like jonathan well kang the kong immortus gave them this this option of kill me and uh just kill me and you get your revenge or take over and i just sit back and he lets the the loki's sylvie and loki kind of have have at it you know their way of having their own kingdom or having their own freedom or whatever i i, I thought they were going to be more reminiscent of then and um then and now from 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 the comics i think that that's what i first thought when we were watching it and then they kind of changed it to kind of give them their own their own you know perspectives but i was I was kind of I was just taken aback by how they played it and the fact that he played this whole idea of surprise and okay with it all. He didn't if to me it felt he just didn't he didn't care. He's like you can you can pick whatever option you want. And and like he says to Sylvie, I'm just going to come back and I'm going to come back into this chair. Because the the I'm trying to stop the war that happened that where I'm from, but you're just going to start the war again. It's all going to happen again because everything is pre you know this whole predeterminism thing that we've got going in this show, and that we're going to have the same sort of character come back from around, get rid of all his variants, and sit back in that chair, and we're just going to wipe the slate clean and start over again. So I, I don't know if it was more so fear, but more so just I'm just I'm just going to let it happen. And was gonna see, and I and I gave you this option, you know. Um, but I'm 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 excited for what I'm I'm excited for what we're gonna see with 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 all these characters. I don't know if we're gonna see like all the versions of Kang. I just don't think that's gonna work in in the movie. I think Rama Tup may may make sense. Maybe like a, a drop here and there if we do X Men or if I don't know if Eternals are gonna do it because they go back in time. Like we may see him there. We'll we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get him as as. God, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Uh, all right, I lost. I lost it. I lost it. It's fine. I just we'll see how it goes. Love bear. Love you, bear. All right, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so um, I, I, before because um 
I want to, I want to, I want to get everyone to, um, you know, talk about what you guys are doing and everything because we're coming in an hour on the show. But I do want to ask this though because I don't want to uh, do this episode without asking it. How many of y'all got terrified of Miss Minutes in this episode? Hmm? And she end. just popped when, up. When she just popped out like a Resident Evil game. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. No. I was, yes. I was, I was thinking like she's gonna be like. I was like, yo, is she her own sentient, works on her own accord? Like, does, like she can operate outside of Kang? I was like, if that's the case, if she can just, like, oh, Kang gives me orders, but I don't have to listen, she would be a whole-ass problem. Not only that, she reminds me of some of them Southern women I grew up with that be talking all nice in front of you, saying, bless your heart, and doing stuff in the back. Yes. <laughs> She's dirty. <laughs> then she lies with a smile Spicy. on her face. Yes. No, but what I what I really liked about Miss Minutes too, and I think I think I mentioned this in like episode one, is that she's the most digital thing in the TVA. Mm-hmm. Like the I think it was like episode two or three when Loki was kind of she was like hopping hopping around and shit, and you're like, wait, what's going on? Because like the level of of technology that Miss Minutes is versus the level of technology aside from the time jumping that the TVA has is very analog, and so it just didn't make sense that you had her on one hand and you had all the other stuff that the TVA was working with. You know, Maybe so. that's her representation because she's definitely sentient. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because remember, she said, um, when Loki asked, like, are you alive? It's like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. So, but that was so fucking creepy when she popped up like that. I was like, oh, oh, she, she's no, 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 no. no. But um, we're, we're at that hour of the show because I want you guys to uh, shout out what there's you guys so are doing. so much to talk about. Because though. there's oh. so much to still talk about. But you guys are all doing some awesome things that fans don't know about that people don't know about so i want to give this moment now for you guys to talk about the businesses your shows what you guys are doing with the community um simon you are new on the show so i want to get the spotlight to you first oh Please thank you yourself. thank you uh yeah. well my wife and i own macaron parlor as you can see on, on the screen it's a, a a macaron shop you can buy stuff online uh we do custom orders and stuff as well if you like uh we uh Christina also uh, runs uh, Meow Parlor. It's New York's first cat cafe. Uh, they'll be back open, uh, I think, around September. Uh, right now, we're doing adoptions online and stuff like that. So if you want to sign up to foster, if you're in the New York City area, go ahead and sign up and foster at meowparlor.com. And uh, also, we probably have an event coming up soon at Cat Camp. It'll be both virtual and in person, and there'll be an announcement about that pretty soon coming up in the next uh, few weeks, I believe. So, yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff going on. And Sylvia, I got to talk to you. We, we got to talk. We got a lot of cat <laughs> combo to talk about. So, hey, I wish. <laughs> Joe, you're up. <laughs> you know. I'm going to have to go watch this episode when I got a better internet connection so I can see everything that I missed. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in the audience instead of you're being grounded. Yeah. So uh, before we get into like uh, my comics cash spiel, I just want to leave uh, you guys with a, with a thought. Maybe Miss Minutes is the AI version of Ravona. you know, Ooh. no, there we go. There's, there's a thought. And my second thought to follow up on Kang banging <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna wow. say, we're really doing let, this though. I, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. 
let's let's think about the, the whole Loki and Sylvie thing. The Loki Doki. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see that. <laughs> I don't know. But now that, that's, that's the, that's the uh, raw, uncensored Gerald. Uh, I, I don't get to really do that on Comics Cast. But uh, uh, that being said, Comics Cast. Uh, yeah, we're all about the indie creator, and uh, it was my pleasure to have to have uh, Sebastian on the show. Uh, in uh, Comics Cast, you can find us on Facebook as Comics Cast. You can find us as on indie as Indie Comics Cast on YouTube. Uh, we're all about, like I said, promoting the independent creator. Uh, we do our shows on Sunday, 1 p.m. Uh, Going to have lots of uh, cool guests, and we're moving into our. Speaking of phases, uh, we're moving into our next phase of Comics Cast. Uh, and uh, Joe alluded to it. Um, uh, we're we're still working on it, but it's going to involve. Uh, big things and we're going to talk about that a little later on so anyway happy to be on the show happy to have yeah, you I'm, uh, I'm just saying Daryl, you, you want to go pick on joe he's in the comments he's picking <laughs> on you right now i'll let you go you know, handle your business with him all um, right less um you can because we uh, know you are building an empire uh which uh, yeah. you and your crew please share everything um, so, um, I have a production company called Cliff Dive Productions, and we host several shows throughout the week. So, on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do a show called the Jay Winter Nightwolf Live Show, which deals with indigenous people's issues and things that are happening in the Native American community. That's on YouTube and Facebook. Also, on Thursday nights, I have a show uh, that I host, co-host, called The Tingling Tea, where we deal with horror, sci-fi, uh, the supernatural, all those rare and creepy, creepy stuff. You can catch us on YouTube, Twitch, um, and to Twitch, and oh my gosh, what do you call it? Well, you can keep, catch us on all the social media on 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, YouTube? YouTube, TikTok. yes, YouTube.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com